Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No the National Broadcasting Company presents Joe McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Texas, more than 260,000 square miles. And 50 men who make up the most famous and oldest law enforcement body in North America. From the files of the Texas Rangers come these stories based on fact. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, room 114. It is 4.47 p.m. the afternoon of October 29, 1927. Liz Ferris, a chambermaid at the Hotel Alamo in the town of Limpia, Texas, approaches Sam Bixby, the desk clerk. Mr. Bixby. Hmm? Oh, Liz, thought you went home. I uh, can't see if I'll ever get home till I get the rooms finished. And I still ain't been in room 114. 114? Hmm? That's Mr. Boland's room. Oh, he went out a couple hours ago. Well, he left one of them do-not-disturb cards on his door just the same. His key ain't in the box there. I looked before while you were sorting out the mail. Well, he probably just forgot to leave his key. You got your pass key, you can get in. Well, how'd you know he didn't come back again without you seeing him? Suppose he's in there taking a bath. <laughs> all right, Liz, all right, come on. I'll come back with you. Give me the keys. Oh. Some folks don't care at all when I finish work, long as they can sleep the day away. Now, Liz, Mr. Boland's been here for two days, and this is the first time he's given you any trouble. Well, if it ain't him, it's somebody else. There, there's that do-not-disturb card on the door, like I said. Did you try knocking? Not on the door? Of course I didn't. I got some consideration for other folks, even if they ain't got none for me. Besides, I run the vacuum cleaning the hall hard enough to wake the dead. Well, he don't answer the knock... Sure, he went out. Well, if you're so sure, why don't you open the door then? You, uh, you in, Mr. Boland? 
Mr. Boland? He's out, all right. Go ahead, Liz. All right, I'll make the bed first, then get the vac... Let me out of here. No, 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 be quiet, Liz. Don't let the other guests hear you. I better call the sheriff right away. Sheriff James Kerfus reached the murder scene and immediately sent out a request for assistance from the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned to investigate. He joined the sheriff in room 114 of the Alamo Hotel. Everything just like I found it, Ranger. Except I had the bed moved so as I could get a look at the body. Throat slashed, huh? Looks like it was done with a straight-edge razor, Sheriff. Yeah. A weapon ain't around any place, though. That's what made me figure it was murder for sure. I could have figured that out even if the razor was around. Hmm? Palms of his hands are cut, too. He tried to grab the razor and get it away from whoever killed him. Oh, I see. We better cover him with this sheet. Austin will have fingerprint man here soon. You know who he is? Name on the register is Henry Boland. Been here two days. Come up from Lone Star to sell some cattle at the auction barn. All the way up here from Lone Star to auction cattle? That's pretty far. Yeah, nothing you mention it is. Yeah, plenty far. Who discovered the body? A desk clerk and cleaning woman. You must have passed him out in the hall. I told him to wait right outside. Yeah, I saw him. We better talk to him. Right. Just trying to clean oh, the me. Huh? Range wants to talk to oh. you. Sure thing. I already told you all I know, Sheriff. Anybody come in to visit in this room today? Well, that's hard to say, Ranger. A lot of cattlemen in town when the auction's running. Well, nobody stopped by the desk, but you know how it is. Men know each other, visit around. Sure. Mm, if he'd been out tending his business like a man ought to be, he mightn't be dead. That's what I said. Now, Liz, I told you he was out. I saw him go. When was this? Mm, noon, a little later, maybe. But I didn't see him come in again. Are you sure it was Boland you saw? Might have been somebody dressed like him, wearing his clothes, maybe. Oh, no, I saw him good enough to know for sure. Stopped just a few feet from the desk to wipe his eyeglasses with a handkerchief. Eyeglasses? Is something mm. wrong with that, Jeez? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, he wear glasses all the time? Mm, every time I yeah, see him, sure he did. did. I see. When you opened this door, most of the body was hidden by the bed, wasn't it? Yeah. That's right. Well, the bed's been moved since then. I think you better come in and identify the body. Oh, do we have to? Yeah, I'm afraid it's necessary. As the man in here didn't wear glasses. Oh. Come on. Well, okay. Now, look, he, uh, he wouldn't have to be wearing them when he was killed, you. He never wore them. A man who wears glasses all the time has little pressure marks alongside the bridge of his nose. It's a thing we always look for. Helps with identification. Now, yeah, move the sheet. Mm hmm. What? Well, that ain't Mr. Boland. No, it ain't. Well, then who is this fellow? Well, Sheriff, I don't know. I, I never saw him before. He, he's a lot different. Mr. Boland not only wore glasses, he had a mustache. Mm -hmm. And this fellow don't. This couldn't be him clean-shaven? No, sir. Could not. Looks like Boland isn't our victim, Sheriff. Looks like he's the killer. <laughs> made some photos of the dead man, got a quick developing job done, then headed for Lone Star, the town Boland had given us his address. On the way, I called my headquarters and asked to have Ranger Steve Clark meet me there. He was waiting at the county courthouse when I drove up. Howdy, Jason. Howdy, Steve. Been waiting long? No, just got here about half an hour ago. Say, what's up? Headquarters fill you in on the killing of the Alamo Hotel in Limpia? Yeah, they told me about it. Good. 
How far out's the Boland Ranch? Well, it begins nine miles southwest. What do we do, go out and grab Boland? If he's around, but it isn't likely. Not after checking out of that hotel and leaving a dead man in his room. Why'd you head this way, then? Well, nobody at Limpia had seen the dead man before. We've got to find out who he is. If there was bad blood between him and Boland, somebody around here might know about it. That's a good thought. I'll load my horse in with yours and we can go out to the ranch and wake him up. The Boland Ranch was plenty big, spreading and sprawling out south of the main highway. But the ranch house was deserted except for a Mexican woman. She was frightened and wouldn't unlatch the screen door. We just want to talk to you, ma'am. Go That's away. All. Go away. You come back again when Mr. Boland is here. We're Texas Rangers. We just want some information from you. I know nothing, please. You go away. If Mr. Boland is in there, we'd like to talk to him. No one is here, senor. No one but me. It won't do you any good to hide him, ma'am. If he's not there, why can't we come in and look around? No. We should have gotten the search warrant, Chase. Nah, she's just frightened because she's alone. There ought to be somebody else around a ranch this size. Boland must have hands. Yeah. Uh, where are the men, senora? The vaqueros who work on the ranch. Round up. All out to work. They round up. All right, senora. You can go back to bed. We'll go talk to them. <laughs> you, senora, wasn't really too happy to see you, boy. I know. Well, let's get the horses out of the trailer. Yeah. You really want to look for those cowpokes tonight? Yeah, because we got plenty of other things to do in the morning. Come on, Charcoal. Right, boy. Come on. What's on your mind for the morning? Find out where Boland banks. Watch his account so we can trace him if he cashes a check anyplace. Hey, it'll make it tougher for him to hide, all right. That's how I want to make it. Tough. Well, let's ride. Yeah. Get up, Charcoal. Get up. Get up. Get up. Ha. Ha. Boland had plenty of stock, all right. We passed cows and calves by the score. But ground marks showed that the main herds, the selling beef, were driving south. Railroad runs to the south, Jase. Guess they're moving them that way for shipping. Figures. That's why we had to ride so far. Yeah, it must make take them three or four days to cut out the steers and drive them to a main camp. We ought to be spotting some riders soon. Trail marks have been getting fresher. And if we don't, we're going to have to rest these ponies. We've been knocking on them steady now for about That's three... It's all right. We're getting yeah. close. They can rest soon. Look. Where? Mace over there in the moonlight. Look down at the base. On the east end. Yeah, campfire. Come on, Charlie. Come on, boy. Get up. You can see the stock now. Only part of the herd from the looks of it. Probably got a few folks working each section. 